and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 287. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Crash. Okay, you gotta figure out what order you do these things at, Fix. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You don't tell me how to host, yeah? <laughs> I've been hosting this podcast for five plus years. You two, Chris, you got like a year under your belt now. Matt, you got a couple of months. Nobody tells me how to host my show, okay? Okay? Uh, can can we add a recommendation segment to the podcast? No. <laughs> On things we would like to see changed now? No, I don't. I don't care what you want changed around no, here. Just, this is I my Xbox and me, and the one and only Matt P video. Matt, how are you? I'm very well, man. What, what do you want? What you want me to go to the same order no, every time? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, Matt. Don't give him a response like that. Don't give him a happy response when he talks to us that way. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I think whoa, we have power now. Let me make this perfectly clear, yeah, so everybody yeah. understands. You guys are contractors that don't get paid. You don't have any power around here. Remember that, all right? Remember that. That's what you say, Fix. <clears throat> what you gonna do? Overrule me? Overrule me? Is that what's gonna happen now? <laughs> You're like, guys, we've decided side. to vote. We've decided to vote to like get the passwords changed for the YouTube channel so we can now control it on this product. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll shoot Haley an email, HR an email, and uh, we'll yep. have her on side, and then you, then you screwed, mate. You screwed. That's a really good point. All we need is Haley on our side. Is that what you 100%. actually think? You need Haley? No, not really. <laughs> Haley's not going to go for you guys either. It's not going to oh, happen. Absolutely not. Absolutely it's not. not. I love. I, she she loves you guys. Don't get me wrong. But when we're talking business, she's always on my side. Always on my side. <laughs> it, it's a funny scenario for the listeners, you know. <laughs> we'll I'm just trying to entertain the listeners, folks. By the time you started, wow. oh. <laughs> bad time, bad time. If you don't know, my Xbox and me is our weekly Xbox podcast that we do right here on YouTube.com/slash my Xbox and me, and of course all podcast services. If you want to show early, head over to Patreon.com/slash MC Fixer. Get some goodies. Get some other podcasts. You got Fix and Friends that'll be going up relatively soon. Mine and Hagley's podcast where we talk about life, which uh, life right now is life, you know. But that's enough of that. We have got so much news to cover on this week's My Xbox in Me. It's absolutely ridiculous. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our Patreon producers. Shout out to Erin Guard. Shout out to FNH Paul. And shout out to the one and only Al Tribesman. Big shout out. Thank you for keeping the show on, keeping us going, and keeping us honest. Uh, topic of the show this week. Of course, lads. Last week, we sit here hypothesizing. We sit here. There's no way they're going to do an event on Thursday because they haven't announced the event. There's no way they would drop a video out of nowhere. Right? Until, until until we were wrong. We were, we were very wrong. We were very until wrong. we literally stopped recording. And then I, it was announced. <laughs> it was it, within seconds. It, it was very frustrating. It upset me. It annoyed me. And that's life. That's life as a content <laughs> creator. That's the truth of it. That's that's how it goes, unfortunately. Uh, but for those who didn't know, uh, last week, uh, Xbox and Bethesda had uh, f put their relationship to the real test and became married, pretty much. Uh, Xbox now fully own uh, Bethesda. And there was a few little tidbits in this roundtable talk um, conversation, with the big one being 
which we've all spoken about and, and had our opinions on. But Phil Spencer says future Bethesda games will be exclusive to, quote, platforms where Xbox Game Pass exists. End quote. Guys, we both, we all watched, I assume we all watched the um, the press conference, right? Yep. How do we feel? What do we think about it? I think... Yeah, it was it was kind of fluffy, right? They they left a lot of room in what they were actually saying. They left left a lot of wiggle room, right? They said like we're going to honor current contracts, and then future Bethesda games will come to platforms where Game Pass exists. You know that opens the door for you know crazy stuff like a Game Pass app on something like Switch, which is mental, um, but also like TV apps and and potentially like some sort of streaming stick or, or whatever they decide they're going to do. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's the right move, right? But the big question marks are still Starfield. Starfield is that what it's called? I yep. Keep, I keep wanting to say Stargate, but no, that's Starfield. obviously a TV show that came a long time ago. And Elder Scrolls are obviously still massive question marks. You know, they could be talking about those contracts that they're talking about. Could be Deathloop and another so, game that's coming out soon. This, so yeah, again, so the the quote, the other quote that came out of this was obviously I'm paraphrasing because I can't bother to get the actual quote up. And I think it makes for a better conversation when I talk like this and not reading things. Um, <laughs> It pretty much Phil said that obviously there are contracts that they still need to honor. Yeah. But beyond that, um, they are going to be supporting games in Game Pass, which obviously has got everybody in a huge tizzy. Number one, I think Xbox fans, Xbox fans felt like it was a huge win, right? Which I think that's where I was. I very much stood on the, on the side of, I've supported Xbox consoles now for multiple years, played through the whole of the Xbox One generation where we just had nothing other than Sunset Overdrive. That was it. That's kind of all we got in terms of really big, great exclusives. That's my opinion, and you can take that with whatever you want, right? The thing for me was, it, it felt like a huge win the way he said it, which is none of us have a problem with these games coming to smart TVs or um, our phones or things like that. But what we do have a problem with is when you buy a company for 7.5 billion and then you are going to kind of just be like, oh yeah, but everything goes everywhere because you don't feel invested in the ecosystem anymore. This put a lot of people at ease with this, but yet the industry influencers fans of playstation still do not want to let this go and why is that crash explain that to me oh because xbox is not the big console this time around it so, really yeah. like what does that mean though because i feel like we've we keep having this same discussion really which is like a piece of news comes out about playstation and everyone celebrates it across the board media wise influencer-wise, fan-wise, because they've, they've got ahead of the market share. Xbox do something, and it always seems to come along with a, a sense of saltiness. And I just don't get it. Like, even, even everyone was complaining that they hadn't clarified this deal or what was to come. They then clarify it. Yes, maybe not in the clearest of ways, but I felt mm. like it was, it was clear enough that if you want to play the majority of these, these games that are not on the Xbox uh, ecosystem, you're going to need Game Pass. That is the conversation. That is it, right? Yeah. I like. I think even when Sony makes announcements like this, there's still like negative responses, but it's the size of the fan base where Sony has more people that are fans for them. So generally, the positive overpowers the negative. 
where with okay. Xbox, it's sort of the opposite. We've actually been seeing Xbox, I feel like, get more and more positive response as time goes on. I feel like um, even with this, there was negative, don't get me wrong, but I feel like there was a lot more positive with this this time around. Um, where it's like, until they're both even, and they'll never be even, there'll always be one that's ahead of the other. So Always, one of them will get the worst end of it. Uh, We'll probably always see this keep going on. I think there's an interesting thing as well where, you know, I'm not saying anybody does this. Let me be very clear. I'm not saying anybody does this. But if you go to Google Trends and look at the traffic for PS5 versus Xbox Series X, PS5 will win. So if you're writing a headline about Skyrim 2, Elder Scrolls 6 not coming to PS5, front-loading that headline with PS5 is better for your Google search traffic. And so, like, framing it in a way that PS5 will not get X will result in more search traffic than Xbox is having this exclusively. And so, like, even that framing device, thinking about it in that way, kind of puts this this negative skew on the story of saying PS5 isn't getting this thing as opposed to, it's great, Xbox is getting this thing. Um, And, and yeah, I think think what Crash said is right, right? Like, the ps5 audience is bigger like the search traffic is bigger but also there are more ps5s well maybe that's not true i don't know but um no there is it's the more it's the most sold console um right. faster saying console they clearly produce more i don't know how they bloody yeah. did it but they clearly produce more because both of these consoles are sold out everywhere doesn't matter sure, where you yeah. go they're both sold out so from from the way pr speaks and the way the numbers are saying they are still they are still I, the best selling console so mm-hmm. I think Xbox technically has the Series X and Series S, and those count for two different sales. True. So it might be even more even than we might assume, just because of that. Yeah, but the PS5 yeah. has the digital and the physical. So is that split or is that together? How does that get I counted? think with the PS5, together. it counts together. What, do you think PS5. with the S and the X is separate? Because like, they're, diff- they're technically okay. different. Te- yeah. yeah, that's okay. how I would assume. I, I don't really know how it works yeah. in the back end, but that's how I would look into it. Okay, and I, I, I think I I could see it going in such a way that the conversation around this changes as more people have more devices that make Game Pass more accessible, right? Like like when X Cloud really starts booming off, when that comes to iOS, and all of a sudden now Game Pass Ultimate is like a legitimate thing. If you don't own a gaming PC and you don't own an Xbox, now we're on board, sort of thing. You know, I think you're going to yeah. have a lot more people on board, and yeah, obviously, Elder Scrolls Six. The best way to play that game is not going to be streaming it to your iPad or whatever. But if it's an entry point, and then you go, oh, you know what? For Christmas, yeah, I can drop 200 quid on the Series S and, and yeah. sort of get in 250 quid. Um, I think it's it's all yeah. I think I think the conversation will change. I think yeah. I I also think Xbox did a really good job of like sort of painting the narrative away from it being on them to saying. It's available anywhere where Game Pass is available. Yep. Sort of putting it on yeah. Sony, like, oh, you guys want these games? Ask them to put Game Pass on their platform, which <laughs> Sony isn't going to do. No, the way. only way I could see Sony ever doing it is if, like, only Xbox exclusives are on Game Pass and you can't play anything else on Game Pass on their platform. But I don't do you, think they oh, do that still. Do you think that's a deal Xbox would even want to do? No. That's why I don't think it would happen. I don't think Xbox would want that, and I don't think Sony would want vice versa. Where you can yeah, I think on Game Pass. that's like an interesting idea, but you're, you're already kind of hearing rumblings now of people saying, hey, the, the Game Pass offering on PC isn't up to snuff with Xbox, and, and like that gap is growing. If you made a different offering then for Game Pass on PS5, I think you confuse people even can more. Can I just right? pick up on so, that, Paul, which is, which is absolute bollocks. 
I just want to go out and say it's absolute. I'm not saying you are saying it. I'm talking <laughs> no, about know, the people. Yeah. I've seen. I watch enough podcasts. I watch enough industry people. Where, oh yeah, you're right. They don't do their research. They don't do their research. And they don't play on the Xbox. It's it's so obvious, and it frustrates me so much because no one said that when Gears Tactics came exclusively to Game Pass PC. No one says that about Age of Empires. No one says that about Football Manager. No one says that about you know when there are exclusive PC games. You don't see the Game Pass console audience. I'll let you come in, Gresh. But you don't see the Game Pass uh, console audience go, oh, we feel slighted. No, because we've all bought into this whole ecosystem, which is, oh, they get some things, we get some things. And when the crossover can happen, it's a great service for everybody. But mm -hmm. something like, which we're going to talk about Outriders, then the conversation changes. So go on, Gresh, because clearly you had something I... I think the difference with a lot of those games is a lot of them are exclusive to PC when they come on Game Pass on PC. Where a lot of games that are on both PC and Xbox tend to be on Xbox more often, on Xbox Game Pass more often than PC Game Pass. But my, my, like I, my thing still I understand stands, what you're like, saying and I agree. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. People, people are getting angry about this, right? And I've seen a few people like, oh, I feel slighted as a, as a PC player because of the Outrider stuff, which again, we'll talk about later on, but... Um, how can you feel slighted by that? It's two different... It's, it's the same service. You can play on your console. You just don't own a console. That's not yeah. That's not the service's fault. And you can't be stupid here. Outriders is going to sell well on on PC. Like, it's not... It's, yeah. it's that type of game that's going to sell well. I can totally see why Square Enix is like, oh, your games are not selling great on our system. We need a bit of money to back up Outriders because we're scared of games of service now because of, look what's happened with Avengers. We're going to take yeah. this chunk of change for the console, which we were sitting here not too long ago saying how, oh, Xbox is starting to not feel like it cares about consoles. They double down on that and people feel like the people... Nah, it's stupid. It's stupid. I, yeah. we, we, they pick and... I hate it because people pick and choose when they want to get angry about things and only see it when it affects them. They don't see it from the biggest uh, promoter, which is... Me, I wanted to play Gears Tactics on an Xbox. That's where I wanted to play the game. The game weren't on the Xbox. So I had to find a way to go and experience that game. But that conversation doesn't happen. It's so infuriating to me that just people, people, people love, love to change the narrative. And I don't understand why. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. And, and Xbox are probably looking at it and not too displeased with the narrative. Because if you pick up Game Pass on PC, you're going to be thrilled with it. And then if you realize, oh, Outriders isn't here and I've been looking to get a console anyway, and the S is really cheap, and so I could just go pick up the S, and then I've got it, and, and like, it snowballs, right? And it's all of a sudden you're play. in that ecosystem. It's I mean, I've got play. my Series S, and I am seriously considering, like, getting an X when stock becomes more available and giving this to my dad, because I love my Series S, I really do. If I could have a bit more room on it, I mean, I've got Call of Duty Warzone and Apex on it, and that's basically it. Um, <laughs> if I could have a bit more room, I'm, I'm keen, and... I bought the S thinking this is going to be my Game Pass machine and and it's okay that it doesn't have that. And now I'm just sort of hitting those speed bumps that are making me think, well, I could just upgrade. I could just spend more money. Crash, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. For this is the exact <laughs> same conversation that we had about you with your console, but you didn't want to listen to me, did you? But I'm also good with my Series S as of right now. For 
for right now. I'm, well, I'm, I'm going back to uninstalling World, the, of, War, uh, uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft, yeah? Whoa, confirmed here first. World of Warcraft comes to Xbox. Whoa, and this comes to Series S exclusively. Uh, yeah, incredible. <laughs> uh, the, the, the expandable hard drives went on sale. They went like... I think it was less than $20, I off think or something. it is. Yeah. I think it works so, out to be like 200 pounds instead of 220. I was looking at that and then just thinking, well, it's like only a little bit extra to get the X and I like give my dad like a good birthday present, Christmas present. Like, do it, do it, do well, it. <laughs> stock shortages are the things of that course. are really stopping me right now. So um, we'll see how that goes. So the long and short end of the of, of topic of the show this week, which is do we all think Xbox exclusives are going to be exclusive? Yes. Eventually, okay. I think I think this confirms that they'll be exclusive on the sense that they're on Game Pass. Like I wouldn't yes. be surprised if Switch adds Game Pass at some point. I do think it'll have a limited uh, series of games on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happens because I think Microsoft would be less worried about adding Game Pass to the Switch without the full library. Whereas on Sony's platform, it's like they want the full library there. They want that to be as appealing as possible to players i think the the only way they can make that work is if it's streaming only to the switch right like they can't yeah or, or it's just a small handful of games that you can download but most of it is streaming there's no way elder scrolls I, 6 yeah. is gonna run no. on a on I, switch I, hardware right so i think for it to come out on switch like they'd have to get x cloud out and x cloud will have to function really well and then slowly and surely yeah, i think sure. it'll come over there at some that point. would be incredible or at least microsoft will want it to come over there what nintendo decides to do who knows? Nintendo's weird with all their decisions. True. So, hey, True. Nintendo do what Nintendo do or don't, yeah. or, or whatever they feel like <laughs> at, at the yeah. time. Uh, let's move on to fix the sack. Remember, you can email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com or feel free to tag us at MC Fixer, at Matt P Video, and at Kreshnik Plays on Twitter with the hashtag MXAM or just hashtag question. Who cares? Uh, first question we got here is Do you think Bethesda's purchase might breathe life into dormant franchises that might not otherwise have got sequels? Things like The Evil Within or Dishonored uh, that perhaps looked finished. Perhaps Microsoft's back in and the structure of game pass makes these more viable from frozen snickers what do yes. we think uh, <laughs> yeah that's kind of where i'm at yeah yeah like like evil within i think is the the sort of perfect example that you brought up is is oh. hello hello um, mom who's there i'm doing the podcast mom <laughs> uh, that was my alarm i apologize again now he's gonna get sacked again um yeah, I think I think Evil Within is the pivot example of that of like a shorter experience game. You know, it's more niche in that horror genre. Yeah, knocking out on Game Pass is perfect. And and in that roundtable interview as well, they said I can't remember what the exact quote was again, but Todd Howard said about seeing the potential of Game Pass and how it could change the development of games. Yeah, and I think this is exactly that. You can set a smaller team on a smaller scale project. Man, if they brought out an Evil Within experience that was four hours long oh, i would mate. love that yes. or like a little yes. episodic thing or something yes. like i'd be Ma all over Matt, it you and, love uh, episodes too would. much we learned that last week stop making yeah. everything episodes <laughs> all right yeah. like... like everything episodic. <laughs> everything um, i'm kind of in the middle with this like i think it could breathe life but i think it really de depends on what like the developer wants to do right with dishonored it really is what does arcane want to do is yeah. Deathloop something that they want to keep doing after the current game? Like, is that something that they want to revisit or do they want to go back to Dishonored? Yeah. They step away from Dishonored because of sales. Because with something like Game Pass, maybe they do. Maybe they are like, 
okay, we can do another Dishonor because sales aren't, they're still important. It's just they're not as, they're not the only thing that's important. But I think in the same breath is the question is about franchises, which I think not only I agree with you, maybe Tango don't want to do another evil event, but they now own the IP, Microsoft. The IP has mm. enough love behind it and enough juice behind it to get a third party team who wants to make a survival horror game and go, hey, here's the evil event. I want you to go make the evil event sands in time which is a time travel game about zombies and that's not what i want but that's a hell of a crossover i know i know i just went with something um but that and the same with dishonored right which is like the ip had enough behind it as long as you can keep the the crux of what was there and the crux of what made those franchises special and give them to people that want to make these games They've got a winning formula there. That doesn't have to be first party that works on it, but it still That's fits within point. the Game Pass uh, way of doing things, which I think is which is dope. Yeah, for me, I think that's the biggest thing for me, as most people know. Bethesda, to me, I've I've been very hit and miss. I, I enjoyed Fallout 4. I didn't care too much about Doom. I enjoyed um, Evil Within, obviously, from Tango. I didn't really care about Dishonored. So for me, it's like, yeah, we may actually see more more survival horror type games, which is dope. And they've got a franchise they could build beyond. Like, Resident Evil is now at, what, eight? Right? We're at eight on Resident Evil with, with, without the spin-offs, right? Like, there's nothing stopping them with doing amazing things with the Evil Within. And like you said, being four-hour experiences, five-hour experiences. Like, it doesn't have to be a big AAA budget, like, like we've seen it with the medium. It's like, imagine the medium-sized Evil Event, like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It would be, it would be yeah. dope. It would be done. Add, adding some form of replayability, new game plus, all that stuff. It, it, it can work definitely in Game Pass, in my opinion. Next question. Oh, I'm sorry, go on, for, please, Karen. Oh, sorry. No, no, yeah, please. What I'm hoping for as well, along these same sorts of lines, is, is that they are now more willing to take risks with new IPs as well. Yeah. And that they can have that smaller team, smaller scale project on something brand new. And so mm -hmm. that would get me very excited, almost more than an Evil Within 3. Almost. No way. No way. Next question is Fix. How does the Xbox wireless headset perform as a headset? I know you said it's not great for music, but is it a competitor to other wireless headsets on the market? Should I spend £90 on this or just stick to the established brands from Little Smitty? Little Smitty, I have the Xbox wireless headset right here. All right, insert you guys. Come on, say it. I have a question, <laughs> Fix. Uh, how long did it take you to find those again? So, for those who don't know, um, for some reason, <laughs> I couldn't find the wireless headset. Uh, I was running around my bedroom thinking it was lost, and it took me... We are 10 minutes late behind recording. Matt's probably going to be pissed at me for going long, because I couldn't find the headset. <laughs> so, for those wondering, yes, I have the Xbox wireless headset. Nah, let me say this up front, because creators and people on the internet are weird. Xbox did not send me this headset. I bought this headset out of my own pocket so I can review it for the My Xbox and Me channel, number one, and the My Xbox and Me audience because we do an Xbox podcast, funny enough, and I know people make their purchases decisions on some of the things that we say here on the podcast. Hence why I did that. So no, this wasn't, put, this wasn't provided by Xbox or anything like that. Nah, I really like the Xbox headset way more than I was expecting to considering I was literally just doing it for an unboxing. That's why I got the headset was to unbox it, review it and probably pass it on to whoever. 
Um, a couple of things I love about the headset, which I don't think you guys are going to be able to see um, on camera, is so you've got your left hand, your right, your right hand, and both the ear parts are actually they twist, and that's how you adjust the volume on them, which is really, really cool. That's not again, I did no research before buying these. It was just a case of Xbox are putting out a product, I'm going to buy it and check it out. So I love that part of it, both sides, game audio to vo uh, voice audio left on the left-hand side and uh, just overall audio on the right-hand side. They are sleek. They look beautiful, in my opinion. I'd have no problem wearing this out, walking to the shop or whatever, which obviously I can't do that with my Astros. I can't do that with any other headset that I have other than like my Beats or something like that, which are not gaming headsets. The big thing you care about, though, is the volume and the sizing. We'll start with the sizing, which is they fit perfectly on my head with my hats, with my glasses, um, which is something that I have definitely struggled with um, when it comes to other headsets. I've got them on now. There you go. This is what it looks like. Goes over a hat, goes over my ears, uh, goes over my glasses, no problem, and things like that. So sizing for people with big heads, you're going to be okay, unless you've got a whammoth head. Unless you've got just an absolute ginormous head, I've got a pretty big head, so you're going to be okay there. The biggest problem with the Xbox wireless headset, and this isn't a full review, I've got more tests to do with it and things like that, is its microphone. Number one, its microphone is trash, which unfortunately we knew. We knew for £100, there was no way for £100 you were going to get a sleek design with... Very good audio, which it, it lacks bass in a huge way, in my opinion. For someone who likes bass, especially for music, but even when I'm gaming, I need a little bit more bass to hear footsteps and things like that. This is the perfect casual headset, in my opinion. If you are somebody who gets to play games on the weekend, and you just want to be able to sit down and it work... The Xbox headset is perfect. Two, you can connect two Bluetooth devices to it. So you can connect your Xbox to it and your computer or your phone for Discord. So for people that are like, oh, I want to play with you, but you can't do Discord. Now you have no excuse if you buy this headset because you can connect both. It's very easy. You've got that green button on the back. You just hold it in to sync it and it does this noise. I don't know if I can get it to do the noise on the mic here. You can't hear that, right? very very lightly okay, but yeah. basically no <laughs> yeah no so it makes like a nice a nice noise uh, to turn them on and then you hold it in and you can sync it the process of setting these up the easiest i've had with a wireless headset and that is that's a good thing at the end of the day that's what you want um but yeah it's mic quality is just not not up to snuff for say a content creator that would want to would want to use these for content creation and things like that uh any questions from you guys I think it, the the thing that got me excited about them is that there's no dongle, right? It just no. it just syncs up to these yes. devices, which it, a lot of people will say that's not a big deal. But the PlayStation having a dongle, like it doesn't have, it has two USB ports on it, right? And yeah. so they're gone if you plug that dongle in, you charge the controller in the other one, whatever it is. And so that's a big deal for me. And so knowing that the the setup process for them is really easy, that, that's all I really needed to hear. Yeah. I think, yeah, like you say, when we're playing together on Xbox, we're playing on Discord and stuff like that. So mic's not an issue for me so it's definitely something i might look at picking up when i get my series x maybe one I, day. For, for for people who want to take gaming serious like i'd say like us in here we kind of do when we play we play to win right especially if we play battle royales and things like that i still think the extra money being put into a pair of 
A40s at 200 pounds okay. and 250 on sale usually the A50s like with the whole charging set and all that which is what I currently use right now um for the podcast and I think they are better but I also understand sitting here we can afford to buy a, a 300 pound headset if you can only afford one headset and again i've realized that i have way too many headsets in this house now but <laughs> if you can afford one headset and you want something that is going to be cheap cheap in terms of its price point consider what it can do uh style and quality i think the xbox headset is very good but it doesn't touch the astro headset that i'm currently using in terms of its sound quality so it all comes down to pricing it, it, it you get what you pay for it's better than mm-hmm. it's better than the the dirt cheap thirty pound headsets that you see in Argos or you know wherever it is a Best Buy or wherever it depends on where you're picking up your things. Remember American audience fixer. Remember American audience. Um, <laughs> what is an Argos? What, what is Argos? <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think I do think it's definitely it's definitely worth picking up at ninety nine dollars eighty nine pound. In my opinion, it's definitely worth it if you want it. I'm gonna use it for my TV now. Haley's now getting rid of mm. her A forties. Because she has to use them plugged in. And I'm like, here you go. That connects to the TV and it connects to the Xbox at the same time. Go and enjoy yourself. And the, the microphone quality is good enough. It just isn't good enough for what we do. Like, it's not, it's yeah, not good enough for yeah. what we do, unfortunately. Which is a shame. But that's the truth of it. But if it was, it would have cost you £200. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have two questions. Hit me. One, uh, as somebody else who wears glasses, yeah. do you... Does it bug you when you wear them? Because I have the issue with some over-the-ear headphones. When I put them on, it'll bug me because of my glasses. No. I didn't even realize I had them on the other day when I was wearing them for testing. I forgot they were on my head. They feel very weighty in your hand, but when they're on your head, they're very lightweight. And again, maybe it's just because I've got a big head. And I always okay. wear hats, which I think that's a very important thing. So my people say, oh, does your head hurt after wearing hat? I'm like, no, because the, all the plasticky bits get hit by the hat. And I'm just used to having a hat on all the time. The biggest critique I have for these is you can't twist. They have no twist. And that yeah, is a big, big... For someone who, Haley, I walk in the room, I'm just like, yeah, what's up? I just turn, turn my headset. Like, I do like constantly so not it has no twist in in terms of its cups for ears but everything else i really like about it yeah but no i've i didn't even realize they were on my head the other day when i was listening to i wasn't listening to music i had it on silent and i was writing an email and they were just on there i was like oh shit these are still here oh god (laughs) uh second question do you know if they connect to the ps5 so i haven't tried it myself but i did see reports that it doesn't um got it i saw in windows central's reviews um, which I just looked at the score act. I didn't want to be skewed. I just wanted to see, like, oh, what do they think of them before mine turned up? Um, but no, they are... I think it's very much PC and uh, phones and Bluetooth devices. But yeah, no, not the um, not the PS5. Maybe Switch? I've not tried. Maybe I can report back next week on the Switch and let you know if they can work on that. Because that would be dope, actually, for the Switch for the microphone part as well. That'd be yeah. actually pretty yeah. good. But yeah. No, that is that's kind of my overall thoughts so far on the headset. Um, if you're a casual or someone who who plays games very lightly and it's not it's not your job and it's not something you want to take super serious, pick them up. And if not, pay the extra hundred to two hundred pound and buy a Astro headset or whatever brand insert there, like or Corsair or whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. So that is that. What is in your box this week, lads? What have you been playing? We'll start with you, Matt. 
Been playing still a lot of Stardew with girlfriend, and then when I'm not playing that, I'm playing Avengers. I'm back in. I didn't, mm. Kate DLC got me in. The update last night. I'm I'm all in. I'm loving it. So there's so much to talk about when it comes to Avengers, which we'll get to later. Um, I I've been playing. I've been playing Avengers again as well. Um, I am enjoying my time with it. Finally did the Kate Bishop DLC. Really enjoyed that. And I've kind of just been in, don't hate me internet, but I've kind of just been enjoying playing a game where I slap buttons and beat up people. Honestly, like yep. that's all this game is. The lack of variety, the game breaking bugs in which I've experienced, having to reload missions, all of that aside, I've been having fun playing Avengers. Me and Joanne, who is my is my co-op partner in Avengers, if she's not around, I'm in trouble. She keeps me on the straight and narrow. Come on, Fixer, we're going over here. Come on, Fixer, we're going over there. And uh, I've been absolutely loving my time with it, honestly. Again, which our biggest point was always, we need content. Have we got content? Find out later on in the show. But um, mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been enjoying it, yeah. What about you, Crush? I have been playing the same as I've been playing for the past few weeks. I do plan on reinstalling Avengers now with everything coming out. I feel like it's time to jump back in and try it and see if it's uh You're not gonna like different it different enough. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm really worried that like we'll You're talk not... about it later. But yeah. uh yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh anything else <laughs> anyone's been plumb? Because mine sent the same boring crap. COD, yeah. Apex, I know. Avenged, uh, Avenged, sorry, uh, Avengers. You've heard about these games. So we're all good. No one's played nothing new, nothing preview. Right? Just waiting for that Outriders drop. Let's go. April 1st, baby. April 1st. All right. Well, let's go into this week's dashboard and jump into the news. Uh, our first news story this week is... Bethesda, no, it doesn't. Well, it is kind of. Xbox confirmed summer event, which will include more Bethesda news. Uh, so for those wondering, uh, Xbox has confirmed, this was written by Rebecca Valentine over at IGM. Xbox has confirmed it is planning a summer games event of some kind this year, and Bethesda is heavily involved in its planning. During its roundtable today, they confirmed it. Blah, 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 blah. We don't need to get into the rest of that. This is no surprise to anybody, surely, right? We knew we know they were going to do a show to show off things. We knew Bethesda had something to show off. I assume we're all assuming we're going to see Starfield, right? 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 Please. please. <laughs> yes, please. I think we will see but... a big Bethesda game if it's Starfield. Uh, it's probably Starfield. That's what bets would be on, right? I mean, I, I don't think, think it would be Elder Scrolls. It. At least. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. They need to show. I feel like it's been in the works for long enough to see it. And I feel like Xbox shareholders would love for them to be like, right. Microsoft would love to be like, hey, look at the thing we bought, all right? It was just 7.5 billion down the drain. Like, we bought this. Look at the excitement. Look at the people freaking out. Like, I feel like the Bethesda needs to have a big show. Xbox needs to have a big show. And mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Like, what else... We know, I don't think we'll see more Fable. I don't think we see more Everwild. I don't think we see more Falls and Motorsport. Like all those games that got announced during the Series X launch bit, right? I don't think we're going to see those type of games. I think we're going to see games closer, closer to coming out. It's not going to be, I don't think they're going to do a Sony on us in terms of like, here's Spider-Man for the next five years or here's God of War for the next three years. I feel like we're going to get new things that are coming relatively soon. And Starfield would make sense, the whole the way they did Fallout, four months and then it's out. Could they do the same with Starfield, especially now with the Xbox backing? It makes sense. I think, 
I think they need to do a big deep dive on Halo as well. I know they've been coming out with some really good, like sort of transparent blog posts about it, but that yeah. doesn't touch the mainstream. Um, and so this is an opportunity for them to really explain what happened and, and show off what's coming and get people excited for it again because the last showing did the exact opposite, right? And so they need to be more, I think, publicly vocal about it. Yes. I, I think this summer might be the time we see Halo multiplayer. Yep. I feel like that's what they'll like. We'll show Halo multiplayer. And that Do you think they split it off going. from the main game and drop it that day? No. It's available no. right now. No. no. I think they want like the hype all at once. I don't I... think they want to split up that hype. I think that like in case like people aren't really feeling the campaign, there will be positive news about Halo in circulation with the multiplayer. Well, it's the same thing that I happened with five, right? Is. That's exactly what happened with five. Was like this story is this story is garbo, but the multiplayer is really fun. They need at least yeah. they need that backing of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no one likes this, but at least everyone likes this, and this is free to play. And we've got our BR mode, which not confirmed. I wish. Um, like yeah. they need they need something. Yeah, I, I, no, I. They can't also, release multiplayer first. They can't. It's also the multiplayer being free for uh, free to play just gets people to maybe play the campaign. Where if you yeah. release it earlier, that hype for it might die down by the time the campaign comes out. Yeah. All all the reverse happens, and yes, there is some sort of Halo BR, and it's this ever evolving Fortnite Warzone type thing, and it gets people really excited. And then when the single player does drop. It, people are even more excited to jump in because it's going to give you all this background and story. And I know, I'm, nope. I'm, I know this but, is super wishful thing, and this is just what I want to happen. And let it's me not also, going to happen, but let me just say, I view Halo multiplayer and a Halo VR as two completely different things. Of course, yeah, it is. Yeah, hundred percent is. Yeah, I'd so, still be just as happy if they just drop Halo VR on that day. I'm down for it. If they ever make a Halo VR, they're not making a Halo VR. Just I just like to, I like mucking around with it. There's well, no I, way. I think they will at some point. But I think what's going to happen is somebody's going to make it in Forge, and then Halo, and then three four three is going to be like, I could that's that. how we're going to do it, and then they're just going to sort of implement that. The only thing that makes game. me think they might be ready to do that sooner than we think is that they're they're making Halo in some way a bit more open world, and so they are working on these bigger maps, and so if they have it and they can just do some coding and put it to 100 players. I don't know how game design works. Um, Not like then, that. Then let me golden, tell right? you. <laughs> Ain't that easy. Well, you know, let just put some code in and make it Put work. some code put some in code and there it is. Just put the code in and it's done. <laughs> I, I will say I have heard people mention that from what they've been describing, the sandbox is perfect for a BR where they do have the world and the environments and the set pieces to make it into a BR. The question is, does... Is that a focus for three four three right now? Yeah. Let me let me just say is. this. You know what else is perfect? Fortnite well, not having building. That's not true. It's we can't get over this train. We that's can't. Not true. <laughs> we keep going back to this. Unless you can crank nineties, you can't say that. I could crank nineties. I said this last week. I dare you, sir. What is your reaction going to be? What is your reaction going to be when they show off the building mechanic in Halo Infinite? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> just literally just turn off. I literally oh, turn oh, off. Oh. This is my reaction. I turn off the Xbox. Yep. I literally turn it off at that moment. I shut down my stream. I send you guys the password and the emails to uh, and everything. Oh my God, and I'm like, gone. I'm focusing on other things, guys. I'm done. I'm going to go get my job back on McDonald's because this okay. shit ain't worth it. This shit ain't music again. I'm a rapper again. I'm out. I'm up London selling CDs again. I'm like this gaming industry just ain't worth it no more. If that happens, I'm done. Done out of here. Well, there you go, Phil Spencer. 
Mark his words. <laughs> if you want rid of me, put Bolton in Halo Battle Royale that doesn't <laughs> exist. Um, let's move on. Xbox Showcase announced focusing on indies. Uh, this one was written by Matt TM Kim over at IGN. It says, Idea Xbox Microsoft Indies Games Wing is teaming up with Twitch to host its first indie showcase on March 26th. Xbox is promising over a hundred games at the event, including new debut trailers, gameplay for titles like Stalker, Second Extinct, and more. So, let me carry on. The idea Xbox Indie Showcase will premiere on Friday, twenty-sixth of March at nine a.m. PT, twelve p.m. nine a.m. PT, twelve p.m. ET. They forgot about GMT, apparently. And will be hosted exclusively on Twitch. Xbox is promising over 100 uh, games in total uh, from indie developers around the world, including well-known developer Devolver Digital, Drinkbox, Curve Digital, and more. So do you remember that showcase they showed us? Do you remember when we saw that that, that one they hyped up a little bit too much, Crush? Remember that one? Matt, do you remember that one? Yeah. And we saw mm-hmm. all these... These idea Xbox games, they should have just branded it as such. And they've learned from that, and that is what this is, which I think is yeah. extremely smart. Extremely yeah, sure. smart. I, yeah. I think it was last week that we also talked about that Microsoft needs to do more events like this event where they're just showing off the games that they have in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, we'll see how they do it exactly, but hopefully it is sort of this uh, smooth-flowing conference that goes from game to game and doesn't linger on too much and doesn't get in the muddled up in all this sort of heavy game talk and just shows games. The good thing about this is the fact that they've branded it as such idea Xbox. As soon as you see that, you know exactly what you're expecting. You're not expecting Halo. You're not expecting Fable. You're not expecting nothing like that. You're expecting some great games from, from great double a to indie developers over a hundred games. We're going to see mad scissor reels. Like it's going to be interesting and I'm, I'm looking forward to it and we will be doing a watch along. I say we, I've confirmed I will be. Hopefully the guys can do it. And if we can, uh, it will be on youtube.com slash my Xbox and me. And it may be live over on my Twitch, but we'll discuss all that and figure that out later on in the time. But yes, we will be, we will watch it and uh, give our thoughts. I hope you're excited for people to complain about this event. Always, come on. I've been doing doing this job long enough, I know. (laughs) When you see the W's or the L's in the chats, just spams, you're like, okay. You know what type of crad this is. We know what type of crad this is. Uh, Next up, let's talk about Square Enix Presents. It was yesterday, hence why we're recording today on Friday. Uh, The first Square Enix Presents has been announced. This one was from Adam uh, Bankhurst over at IGM, friend of the show. Shout out to Adam. Um, This was their digital showcase, which showed a lot of titles. Now, some of this doesn't matter to the My Xbox and Me audience, and some of it will matter. So I'm just going to pick out the best things in which we actually care about. So... Number one, Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary is obviously this year, uh, and they have announced Tomb Raider Definitive Trilogy, uh, which is available now. It's actually on sale right now for $19, uh, $19.99 in terms of dollars. So that's, that's a pretty a good price. Uh, for all deal. three Tomb Raiders games, you've got special features, you've got DLC put in there, and there's a new, uh, the Croft Manor is coming to Fortnite creative mode as well um moving on we got to see outriders we got to see six minutes of outriders dlc which was which is obviously it was huge what did you guys think of the outrider stuff go for a crash 
didn't really do anything for me. Huh? <laughs> it didn't change my uh, perception of the game. Uh, like I still like I yeah. feel the same about the game. I'm at the same like uh, interest level in the game. Nothing's they, really changed for it. I think the thing for me was at least they mentioned it wasn't an end game. They didn't mention end game because that's not it's not a live service game, which is very smart of them. Don't promise end game, yeah. then no one can get angry when you don't have end game. But they promised that content will go on behind. They had that little tease of the spidery arm looking thing. There was enough there for me to go, oh, there's going to be something for me to do once I've beaten the game. And hopefully it's so bloody max power level type situation that I actually have a reason to want to grind out the content that is there. So as much as I agree with you, like it was a lot of reused assets of what we've already, not assets, but reused stuff we've already seen. Or if you've played the demo, you already know where some of those missions took place. But there was enough there still for me where I was like, this is this is interesting enough for me to care about it. And it got me a little bit more hyped about it because we knew, we know now that it's coming to Game Pass as well. So a lot of my audience now as well are like, oh yeah, we're going to play it with you. And I'm like, hold up, you fuckers. No one wanted to play it with me when I was saying about playing this game. Like, yeah, but Game Pass. I'm like, okay. That's the power of right. Game Pass. That's the power All of Game right. Pass. Very yeah. true. Yeah. The thing that surprised me about what they showed off is, is the amount of monsters, creatures, animals that that you're fighting and, yeah. and from the demo we haven't got much of that at all and no. it's you know it's all gun on gun gameplay if you like um and so that kind of excites and worries me a little bit because typically when you launch into a game like that and it's just like fight spiders i can't be asked with it um so we'll, we'll see we'll see from someone who's been playing avengers and i've been beating up the same five men in every single mission Give me yes. spiders, give me fly things, give me anything. <laughs> because give me trust everything. me, beating up the yeah. same five dudes is not fun. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, I will say though, um who who knows? Cause a lot of times in games like this, it seems like a game has variety, and then you keep playing it and playing it, playing it. it and it then already sort of that variety dies down. It's, it's already showed more variety than Avengers, bro. Because you've got the human people that we fought. Okay. You had that, you had that boar-looking thing in the beginning of the mission like that that, that mm -hmm. runs away. I... Obviously, you're going to fight those. We've got the, the fly thing. You know, we've got that thing. Already, three different enemy types. We've got the, we've got the arm just... of the spider. Like... As I long just as I'm not smacking for a second, go on, feel free. Because like you have the aim people, and then you yep. have like the other people you fight in like two missions that you never see again. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So I just want to say, plenty of variety in Avengers. So much, you know. So much so variety. That's what that game's really known for: is their distinction in content, how much variety they have in that mm. content. It's what everybody talks about in Avengers. Facts. Facts. Mm. Um, <laughs> moving on, uh, we did see some Avengers, but we're going to talk about it in a separate story. Uh, but this is where all that news came from. And then the last piece of news that really matters to the podcast, I would say, would be Life is Strange Remastered has been announced, arriving fall 2021, along with the brand new Life is Strange, which was shown, which is Life is Strange True Colors. And that's for 2021 as well. What did this do for you guys? Anything? Yeah. Not, I, not really. God, you're wrong, Crash. You're wrong. Life is Strange is amazing. This looks great. It it upsets me slightly that, that these games aren't sort of of the highest graphic fidelity, and I understand why they're not. But when you have a game that's so based around emotion, I would love to be able to read that just a little bit better on the characters. Um, but yeah, I love everything about the look of this this new Life is Strange game. 
I will say this is probably the best looking Life is Strange game in terms. Oh, of for sure. There's stuff. definitely I been was, improvements. I yeah. was. I, I literally agree with you. Everything you just said there, Matt. Which is, I really enjoyed. I've watched Life is Strange one. Watch Haley play it. I played Life is Strange two, and then after playing, tell me why. And I'm like, okay. I wish these games looked better because you're 100 percent mm. right. They just don't. They don't hit me. They hit me in the feel, especially Tell Me Why, because I think Tell Me Why did the writing was so good in Tell Me Why that it made me care about these people. But they, it just, it just, it looks off enough that it doesn't keep me in it all of the time. And I agree with you. Um, I think the big thing, obviously, here was to see a uh, more diverse group of people throughout the whole of Square Enix's conference, um, which was yeah. nice. Obviously, there's games that we we're not even going to talk about here for, uh, for Spoken that had a black main lead, obviously. Um, it, it was just nice to say the, the game itself, I am super excited for, but I'm only excited for because I played Tell Me Why, but that was Don't Nod mm. and not... Um, yeah. Uh, crud, I'm forgetting the studio name. Um, uh, we're all damn. blanking. Yeah, uh, I can't think of it. I'm not even gonna run my run my brain through it. Um, but yeah, it looked really good. I'm really interested to see the dynamics of like the brother going missing and that whole detective obviously being a um, what's her power? It's um, empathy, empathy, right? Empathy, she can read yeah. emotions. On yeah, people, which yeah. again, as someone who struggles with his emotions every single day, I'm really, really interested to see how they how that is portrayed in its characters and of course in its writing, which is a uh, Amazing. So I'm um, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking looking forward to it. Um very quickly, yeah, I'm surprised at why you are skipping so hard over Project Athena or as it's now called Forspoken. Well, it's that not coming to Xbox. Awesome. It's not coming to Xbox, that's why. Fair. Fair. <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> only a time skip over it. Well it okay i mean I'm we don't know we don't no, no, know no, you're absolutely right you're absolutely right That's i mean it looked absolutely amazing i'm 100 percent with you guys but this is my xbox and me our weekly oh, xbox yeah, show on, where on. we oh, talk about that, xbox things <laughs> two two things about life is strange one made by De uh deck nine is the other deck nine that's it that we, that we missed out and then two uh matt this is specifically for you how do you feel about it not being episodic Oh yeah, that's a, that's actually something I forgot about. You're, no, no, but you know the thing. F thank you for bringing that up, Chris, because I forgot about that. But they're doing the interesting thing that I, which I like, which is they're still letting you play it in chapters. And yeah. for someone who creates content, that is the best thing ever, because there is nothing worse than trying to create content for a game and not knowing the perfect place to stop. So I'm going to play it through like it's a chapter game, but probably play it or stream it all at once, but have perfect places to cut and stop, which is like, yes, thank you. Um, but I'm happy that we're getting the full game. Like, I'm so over episodic, uh, especially for games like this. I liked it for Tell Me Why. I feel like it gave me a great place to stop and talk. I still think we should all play this and maybe do a spoiler cast for it, because I think that'd be really I'm fun. Down. Maybe if yeah, we I'd did it, for that. maybe if we did it chapterly. All of us. We haven't got to do it. We haven't got to do it weekly. We can play it whenever we want. But if we tackled it chapter at chapter and did it like four episodes of a spoiler car, so for mm. people that want to check that out, maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe sounds good. Yeah, I think yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Sorry, and um, yeah, the thing that excites me about it is that it is episodic. It gives you that good place to stop and start. It, it you know, it's like me and my girlfriend watching a movie together, right? But now we can sit down and play this together, and that's exactly yeah. what we will do. The thing that excites me about episodic content crash is those stopping points, yeah. not the release schedules, which oh. nobody has nailed, <laughs> because release Damn, schedules for episodic content sucks. I, <laughs> mine's coming for you, crash. I, I think tell <laughs> me why I nailed it pretty well, I'll we'll be honest. Yeah, tell me why I did. I think tell me why is yeah. the, the, best, the best example okay. of it, yeah. 
Sure. I'm gonna be honest. A little disappointed that this didn't come out weekly. Yeah, I, I feel like if you nice. do a a week to week release for every chapter, it helps build up if the story is good. I, I was about to say I think that only big... works if the story yeah. is good, which is mm. yeah. it worked for Tell Me Why because we were into Tell Me Why. Yeah, because if Tell Me Why's first episode sucked, especially with everything no, that it could absolutely. have sucked, we all would have not spoken about yeah. that game again. This takes away. I think they've been very smart with this, which is packaging in the remaster in the deluxe edition, which means it's going to sell well because people are going to want to play the the one and two super duper resolution whatever they've added. Um, smart business from Square on this one and uh i'm glad they're still doing life is strange i, I think it's a great it t- it tells great stories about people in different positions and it lets the world in gaming get to experience black people white people asian people gay people trans people it doesn't matter like that's the good thing about um deck nine and and uh um bloody hell Tech Nine and who made Don't Nod, <laughs> thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue, Crash. Um, Don't Nod, but they're making games that they they they're more than just video games, man. They put they put people across the world in different people's shoes, and if you're willing to get in those shoes, you're going to learn something. Usually, if the writing's good, like obviously yeah. I can't talk about Twin Mirrors because I didn't end up playing it. I have it, I just didn't end up playing it. But I heard that wasn't good. So when the, when they're when they're doing it when they're doing it right, we're gonna we're gonna see great things. So I'm hoping this is great as well. So looking it's also to it. It's also the closest thing that we have really to like a gaming MCU, right? We're starting to see characters kind of cross-pollinate between the different Life is Strange games. And so if this culminates in some sort of Life is Strange 5 Avengers-style crossover, uh, <laughs> that would be, be really dope. interesting. Well, who's the fan? That was just the <laughs> I mean, only question. Well, that's true. That's true. That would but, yeah. be so weird if you like the, like one of the, yeah, I mean, with the characters that are around still, like they've all grown up a little bit more and they just come together. Like we've all got powers and that's the story. It's life is strange superheroes. And it's like all of them having those conversations about what they can do and how that got them in a mess. And oh, that would be dope. That'd actually be really good. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if you do it, you owe us money square. All right. We made that. We made that. It was mainly Matt, but still. Um, <laughs> moving on. Avengers 2021 content roadmap thing that was shown during this this thing. Nah. Obviously. Your boy took a little bit of heat on the internet this week for this one. Lots of people wanted to slide in my DMs or have a go at me on Twitter. You hyped this up too much fixer you got our expectations out of whack excuse me mr listener mrs listener non-binary listener friend excuse me i did no such thing i put some googly eyes and said oh my god i enjoyed what i saw that's all i did you guys do, do you know some of the stuff people were saying to me they were expecting what, Crossplay. Crossplay. <laughs> Cross why progression. Would that get you hyped? Game coming to Game Pass. They expected me. Hold up. Game coming to Game Pass. Uh Spider-Man. Uh what else did I, what else did I get? I got that, that, that. Um from multiple people. So don't think if you're listening to this, it was just you. Multiple people. Like so for those who don't understand what I'm talking about, uh, I was privileged enough to be part of a press thing that we got to see avengers early so we had scott amos come on and he's talked to us and a couple of other people from the dev team um talk us and talk us through all of the content that was shown in the in the big roadmap yeah 
And the way they presented it to us was so good. It was like, this is this and this is that. And it was like half an hour long, like the, the talk. So it was like, okay, so you've got the Hawkeye content that comes out today. Uh, you've got the Taxi on Missions that comes out in spring. You've got the Red Room and that's going to take over this and that's going to tie into the Black Widows. It's not in, in not going to tie in entrenchedly, but going to come out at the same time as the Black Widow film to make the... The, it, the way they sold it, it was really good and got me damn hyped. I'm allowed to be hyped. And then I obviously, I will never tweet anything ever again like that. I want you all to know, never again am I letting anybody come for me like that. I'm not allowed to be happy. But let's break down what we did get because we're all somewhat interesting, right? Interested. Mm -hmm. We got the Tachyon uh, Anomaly event to come in spring 2021. The Tachyon Anomaly event will... I hope I'm saying that right. Tachyon. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, will temporary, we'll temporary remove the restrictions preventing more than one of the same hero to be in each team. This will apply to all mission types except the newly replayable campaign and allows for a combination of heroes to team up, whether that be one of each Avenger, uh, whether that be one of each Avenger as is currently allowed or one, yeah, or four Hulks, whatever is your desire. How do, what does that sound like to you? Is that fun to you guys to have four Hulks running around, have four Black Widows? Like, what does that do for you on your, on your meter? Nothing awesome. for Crash. <laughs> Nothing for Crash. For me, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is this is you know, Kate came out and became my favorite hero, and now I'm about three quarters of the way through Clint's story, and he's probably my favorite hero now. And so yeah. that's always the worry that I'm going to jump in with my mates and go, ah, oh, who's going to play Clint? Oh, okay, now I have to play Iron Man or something. So yeah, like it seems like a no brainer to me. I get that they want to tell this story. And they really care about the story they're telling. And it is yes. a fantastic story. But yeah. then when you jump into multiplayer and you just want to play the one character you want to play, but somebody else is already playing that character, it sucks. It sucks. And and just I'm, adds I, another barrier to wanting to play the game. I think you should be looking forward to when they take this away from you and you get used well, to it. Well, that's it. Like, yeah. No, I think, I think the thing, the, the fun thing about it, no, but I think it's that thing of which is a game's a service. If this is the only game you're playing, is yes, they're going to take this away, but it's going to be replaced by something else. Yeah. Something else is going to come in its place. And I think to carry on with, with the rest of the statement, which is like the event's going to encourage you to play uh, as one of the same heroes, offering different daily rewards, different weekly rewards. It's becoming more of a games of a service, which I don't think we can begrudge that. That's, that's what they tried to sell us. And that isn't what we got at the end of the day. This is what this needed. We needed... A reason for me to jump on, but oh crap, we've got to get that daily today, Matt. Like, let's just jump on for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and we'll get me, you, Joanne, and whoever else we can drag on, and we're all going to jump on this Black Widow really fast. Like, we need mm. that. We don't have that yet. And that's something that when I was in the in the talk, um, they were talking about being more open and uh, talking to the audience, which is super important. And the fact of, like, they know that gear doesn't feel good right now in the game. Like... Getting new gear isn't fun right now. It doesn't matter. And they said, and they openly said this. Scott has openly said this. Like it's something that they're working on and making things feel more unique and better and, and and like worth playing. So um, yeah, I'm 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 really excited. I'm I'm excited for that. Not only that, the next thing, unless you had something to add there, Crash. I apologize if you did. I was just gonna say that they could really be doing the multiple characters permission thing to test it out to see if it messes up with any of the scaling or balance they have for the game to keep but it as a permanent feature maybe i wouldn't be super surprised if that's something they look into if it is successful here yeah maybe maybe even if they just have some of their content be that available like like a raid 
that you can jump in as any character and then all right me and joanna are playing both captain america or whatever but it doesn't matter we can jump into this raid and still bang out those challenges still get that loot that we need um yeah uh, also coming in spring 2021, we have the Red Room Takeover, which is what I was saying, um, which will launch around the same time as Black Widow's movie, but won't directly tie in with the MCU movie. Black, Widow, Black, Black Widow's age-old uh, anniversary, and ad, adversary, uh, Yila Belova, Belova? Belova, I believe, has placed uh, severance chips inside an aimbot, and it's your job to retrieve them, find the source or of this hack and settle an old score which is more content coming which um again i think is smart if we've got an event if we've got a black widow film coming out why not have a black widow event like that's something they have to get better at right tying in the biggest ip in the world and tying it into that and making it feel special so yeah i think uh it's definitely a learning curve for this studio in a huge way um everything yeah. they said to me was super encouraging and don't get me wrong, could be lip service, could, but it seems like they care. It seems like they, they definitely realize they messed up in a big way in launch and they're trying to make it better as we go. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with them trying. So as long as they can keep putting that content, I'm happy. Uh, summer, I'm going to try and rush through the, the next two. Uh, the Cosmic Cube is a new villain sector coming this summer. Newly titled AIM scientist, uh, Supreme uh, Monarchar. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name, is at the core of this mission, which takes place after the events of Hawkeye's future imperfection storyline. Uh, that's what's coming summer. We've got the Wasteland Patrols also coming summer, which is a brand new mission mode that will introduce the Wasteland area released in the Hawkeye update. It's designed as one large overload uh, overland map where players can move from one area to the next. Enemies and activities will continuously spawn across the map without a single set of objectives like other missions, allowing free roam for players to engage with what they want to do in the area. Uh, next after that we have the emo- the Omega oh, the Omega level threat missions coming summer 2021 uh, currently in development but with no set date uh, Omega level threat missions are specifically uh, designed for multiplayer and required a well coordinated team to succeed um, and last but not least obviously we have wakanda expansion coming in 2021 black panther is joining the avengers roster uh of heroes later this year his introduction um in the war of the wakanda expansion will include a wakanda jungle biome to explore new villains including you saw claw ulysses thank you fucking name words claw plus a new outpost new outfits and increase power level Lots of Avenger news. Nah. Oh, does that did... So, okay, let me say it like this, right? The way we just read it all out and everything you just saw, you didn't get any of that from the press conference, which is my biggest gripe with this and hence why I got so much shit on Twitter, which was like, when you're able to sit down and actually read and actually take from what they're doing, it's like, oh, there's actually a lot to come, especially... Or enough to come. Maybe not a lot, because I think some people expected at least one new, one more new character that would have dropped. But now we kind of know what it is, which is you're going to get a character, you're going to get some story with it, it's going to play a part into the bigger story, and it's going to build and build and build until we get to wherever it is we're getting to, right? Does, it, does all of that together excite you, Crash, to play more Avengers, or not really still? Not really, because I feel like a lot of the stuff they mention 
is so easily um, just reskinned content. And I'm not saying that's what it is, yeah. but without actually seeing it, I don't know. And like, I'm fine with reskinned content in between big updates, but we still haven't had a big content drop for Avengers. Which, um, other than the story DLC for the characters, but those are really short. They're not really lengthy, right? No. It's like two missions, three missions. So I think by the time Black Panther comes in, after Black Panther, I'd be fine with an update like this. But Black Panther is so far out where this is all we have until then. And it really is, I have to see this content. I have to see it be different than what we already have. Which I think the reason for that is, and again, I'm not, I am not excusing anything that was said or not said on uh, Square's behalf, but just taken from what I was told, right? Which is they don't want to prom overpromise things and they don't want to not announce things that they can't get right. And I think that is the big thing about this, which is everything they've set out they, to, they're going to do this year is they believe, I'm not saying they're going to, but they believe that they're not going to mess that up and they're going to be able to get that content out. So as much as I agree with you, and I do agree with you, it doesn't, I think there's enough here to like go, okay, yeah, I don't have to play the same mission with the same, um, the same vault every time. They've really added a new vault for, for Kate. I'm sure there's more content that get added with um, Hawkeye stuff. And the thing they also explained to me, which I actually didn't know, and I'm someone that plays the game, is more content unlocks as you finish the entire campaign. So there's mission types that don't unlock until you get to the end of certain hero paths and stuff like that. But the game does such a terrible like job in explaining that that you just don't know it, so you don't do it. So there's I've done I, some of the hero missions I've not even done, which then means I'm mm. missing out on a bunch of content which I'm complaining about there's no content, but there's content sitting there because the way it's presented is so poorly, it just doesn't make sense. And I think that's that's the biggest letdown for me is realizing, oh, this game had more to it, it just wasn't presented well. In, in It should have been, and I still agree with this when it comes to the characters that have come out, it should have been a single player game in terms of its single player mode, which is this is the story. And that includes each of its character arts. You're going to get a single player uh, character arc that plays into the bigger story. And then you can go into multiplayer for all this other content, which we're building. That is how the game should have been designed. And it wasn't. And that's a shame. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. The, the thing that, yeah, what going back to what Crash said, is this just reskinned content? That's what worries me about this Omega Lab. The fact that I think the last sentence here is like, up to four abom abomination clones can spawn to really yeah. put you to the test. Yes. Fighting abomination is not fun right now. Fighting yep. four abominations will not be fun. I promise you that. Like in one room as well, like that is just going to be horrible. Maybe an interesting I, thing if they split your party up. They're not, going to. they're not going we to. See, we see a really short clip of this actually in the trailer thing. We and it's four abominations. I'm pretty sure they look smaller than the than the big abominations, so there's <laughs> at least that. Do you fight one big abomination that splits into four they little are abominations? Clones. <laughs> they are clones, to be fair. Yeah. So they could come in all shapes and sizes. Sure. I, I, I took... It's going to be four abominations. It's going to be four taskmasters. It's going to be four... Uh, what's the whole dude? What's his Maestro. name there? Four maestros. That's what it's going to be. You know full well that's what it's going to be. But at least yeah. it's something... The thing, the thing I think Avengers does really well, and and probably like better than anybody was expecting, is is the way the characters feel to play. Every character does feel unique, agree. and is fun. Like I thought, I was really worried about them Apart introducing more guy and him finding. I like Iron Man, and I hate I like Hulk, Iron Man. So, too. and you like Hulk, so there you go. There's something for everybody. Fair but, enough. Um, 
but yeah, like like I was worried when they were going to introduce Hawkeye straight after Kate. I was like, these two characters are going to feel so similar, but they really don't. They feel unique, and like Hawkeye has some stuff taken from Cap that I love, which the, the rebound arrow and stuff like that. I absolutely love it, and so I think the depth that they put into those characters is the real strong suit. And so yeah, the the Black Panther announcement is the thing that I'm most excited about. Obviously, it's way too far away for me, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. I'm now that I'm back into it and back into the rhythm of playing every night. I'm I'm keen. Fair enough. Moving on, Xbox adding game suspend feature to offer better download space. A feature coming to the Xbox platform will allow users to suspend their games, allowing them to download at a higher speed. The news was revealed by an Xbox engineer, uh, lead N- Eden M- Mary Mary. Have I said that right? Murray. I hope I said that right. On Twitter, uh, the feature is already available to users in the Xbox preview program who should be able to find a suspend my game option on the manage queue page if they signed up to the preview uh, changes dashboard earlier this year. Um, earlier, sorry. This is just good news on the Xbox front. Again, it's nothing big, but um, little tiny things that um, help in huge ways are always good. And I'm happy that Xbox are uh, are doing it. So it's definitely something yeah. I've noticed where I'm like, I just want this to go faster. How do I do that? Cool. Suspend the game. Do this. Boom. Perfect. Let's go. That works for me. Next up uh, is all about VR once again. Jesus, I've been covering VR on Xbox for like God knows how long now. Xbox Series X VR is not in the works at this time, according to Microsoft. A spokesperson has told IGN that... VR is not coming to the Xbox Series X slash S at this time after it was reported. The console referred to a VR... I don't even know how to say that way. No. Peripheral? Peripheral, thank you. Um, Referred to as peripheral. IGN Italy reported that while testing the new Xbox wireless headset, a prompt appeared on their Xbox Series X system saying that, quote, VR headset needs an update. This suggests that the Xbox Series X supports VR uh, peripherals in some capacity. Does anybody care? Nope. I think if they team up with somebody that's already rolling, if they team up with Oculus and say you can plug your Quest into your Xbox, gives you more power, similar to how it works on the PC, mm-hmm. that'd be great. It'd be great news. I think HoloLens is one of those weird things that we all thought was a massive failure, and then it turns out the military were using it and like constructors were using it, and it was like really popular, and therefore they made a HoloLens too, and everybody was like, okay, I guess. It's not um, for us. That was obvious. No. It was so yeah, obvious yeah. it worked for us. But they showed it with Minecraft. That's what got people <laughs> thrown through a loop, right? People are dumb. <laughs> to be well, fair, okay. they did show it off as if it would be for us in the beginning. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you I can buy it. You can buy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, no, I don't think I don't think they're ever going to come out with an Xbox VR headset. I don't think they really see that as a danger coming from PlayStation with PSVR. And and yeah, why would they care? Here's here's what I say. I say Microsoft teams up with the PlayStation, adds PlayStation VR, and then gives PlayStation Game Pass. I'm down so for win, that. Win on both sides. Good trade. Everyone wins. I'm down for that. Good trade. I won't Everyone. charge for that idea. So okay. Microsoft get to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't give a crap about... I, 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 I want VR. I'm not going to lie. I do want VR, but I don't care if Xbox gives me it. I'm just... There's enough out there for me to go get elsewhere if I need to, so... Yeah. Yeah. Last story, Halo Infinite won't have dual wielding or playable elites, but you can knock enemies off the Halo ring. 
This one's written by Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Halo won't feature some of the series' past features, such as dual wielding or playable elite, but it will include a very new feature. You can knock enemies off the edge of the Halo ring itself. Developer 343 held a fan Q&A in which a number of questions were answered by members of the team. The most unexpected answers definitely came in the form of response whether enemies can be knocked off the Zeta Halo setting. Quote, the answer is yes. End quote. Replied uh, Troy Mush Mushburn, uh, gameplay director. There's more to this. I'm not going to read on just because we've already gone long. Um, if you care about the Halo updates in a big, big way, obviously go check out the blog posts. They have been doing a fantastic job uh, of updating people about Halo. Unfortunately, you guys tune into an Xbox uh, podcast where the host just doesn't care about Halo. So unless my co-hosts bring me that news, it don't get added. So there it is. There it is. Happy goes to? Are you happy? You can knock I, I, people off I'm the ring. I'm happy. I'm in a similar boat to you, mate. I, I, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want elites. I don't want people to enjoy this game. <laughs> Oh wow, crashes the crashes. Grumpy crashes back. I, I, <laughs> I don't think those two features should be in the game. They're too hard to balance. I agree with the Microsoft's reasoning for them. Fair enough. Game Pass this month is a redonkulous month. You've got Undertale coming to console con console clad and PC available the day this came out, so it's already out there. Empire Sin, console cloud and PC, March 18th. Near Automata, PC, March 18th. Star Wars Squadrons, console, EA Play, March 18th. Uh, Torchlight 3, PC, March 18th. Notice how I'm saying PC a lot here, but people want to complain. Interesting. Genesis Noor, console and PC, March 25th. Octopath Traveler, console and PC, March 25th. Can we just stop there for a second? What the hell? Yeah, super exciting as well that they just put that in a tweet like it wasn't a big deal. And I get that, like, aesthetically, it's probably not a big deal to the mainstream people looking at that game thinking, I don't care. Yeah. But that is a big deal. And, uh, I mean, yeah. It was a Switch exclusive. Like, yeah. like yeah. I never thought I'd ever get that game on anything but Switch. I almost bought it on Switch just because, like, oh, sometimes I like to try and play those games. But I would much rather play that on console or pc especially now that i don't have to pay for it as well like mm -hmm. to get it in game pass is humongous in my opinion so uh yeah. good job microsoft i tweeted that i'm excited if they're gonna drop a game like octopath traveler just willy-nilly in game pass yeah. out of nowhere i'm excited for what other deals they are getting especially on the japanese front because now yeah. we're seeing games on this list to carry on. Pillars of the 32, Deadfire, Ultimate Edition, PC, at Idea Xbox, March 25th. Uh, Supper, Sup, Super? Su Supper? Super Land. Super? Super? Okay. Super Land PC, uh, Idea Xbox, March 25th. Yakuza 6, uh, The Song of Life, Console, Clad, and PC, March 25th. Um... Narati Boy, Narati Boy, uh, Cloud Console and PC March 30th, and last but not least, Outriders Cloud and Console April 1st. If you look at the list of these games, some of these are some big games. Obviously, Star Wars Squadron coming into EA Play is a big one for some people because they didn't want to take the risk on it. Now play it in Game Pass or EA Play if you've got that. I remember when Empires of Sins was announced, I wanted to play that. It's like turn based, um, like. Uh, noir type old school game right and i love i love like godfather and stuff like that so i wanted to try that out now i have the ability to octopath we just spoke about and then outriders obviously the the biggest one 
um, which the rumor was that it was coming to Game Pass. We just we wasn't sure. They 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 teased it. They teased it. Does this guy? This must make both of you very happy that it's coming to Game Pass. Oh, absolutely. I was. I'll be honest. After playing the demo, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'd want to spend sixty dollars on what we played. Yeah. Uh, I was so excited when I heard that this was coming to Game Pass. I'll be honest. Fair enough. Yeah. I. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been in. I've been in on it anyway. But yeah, I'm. I'm happy that it's going to allow not a couple of things. It's going to allow more people to play the game, but yep. more people are going to play it on Xbox specifically now, which means they're then going to think about coming to my streams and coming to see me. So that's all that matters. All right. That's all that matters. Right, Crush? Because you don't stream anymore. That's true. God damn it. God damn it. We got <laughs> one question. Something else? We, got, we got one question to come in to end off the show, uh, which is with both Octopath and Outriders being published by Square and coming to Game Pass Day 1, do you think we will get more Square titles like this? I'm thinking we might get Final Fantasy VII Remake and the near prequel added to Game Pass Day 1 and maybe see the new kingdom hearts melody of the memory added to it soon what do you guys think about that i don't think either of those get added day one no uh kingdom hearts game of melody will probably be added i think they both get added to game pass at some point just yeah. not day one i think they're both big enough to warrant like square enix will want to sell whatever they can sell and then add it to game pass afterwards yeah ah. i'm total total agreement nothing to add just yes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, I get it. For me, it's a hard one. I, I, I get why we think that it might not. I think Xbox must be throwing around some decent money though to Square, and there's already talks there. It's like, how can we keep incentivizing people to get into this? Because the way they're probably looking at it is marketing budget-wise for Game Pass can offset some of this. And if, as soon as you get people in that ecosystem, they stay longer. You already know that. So maybe they throw them some crazy money to get remake. I can see remake more than um, Kingdom Hearts Melody or near prequel, just because there's enough there's enough people that are clamoring to play that game. And if they can go, hey, just come and jump in our service, which we're hoping you forget you jump in our service and make us way more than the $70 um, or the 60 or whatever it is they're charging for it on Xbox when it comes. I, I could totally see it. It would be a big, it'd be a big deal. Square are definitely playing ball now with Xbox, which is super nice to see because yeah. there's been too many times that things have just not come i think they've been playing ball with game pass for a while though with no, a lot of their games coming to game pass i agree but i'm talking about stuff that comes like day one now it's like that relationship's clearly been built mm. up feels clear done the work or whoever it is it's clearly done the work now where it's like hey you can trust us we can show you the return we can give you the money up front like all those discussions that happen in business talk like that's clearly been had now so yeah i don't know it's just a it's a good time to be an Xbox fan. I really do believe that. Especially this this past week has proven that. A really good time to be an Xbox fan. Games with Gold this month. You've got Warface Breakout available March 1st to March 31st. Vicious. Attack Llama uh, Apocalypse available 16th of March to April 15th. And Port Royal 3 March 16th to March 31st. Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. We'll start with you, Matt. we got to plug this week. Not a lot. Follow me at Matt P Video. Tweet about all the important things there. Well, that's about it, really. Add me on all of the uh, consoles now, which I am Matt P Video on all the consoles. Got my branding on point. Hey. Add me on there. Replace some Avengers congrats, on PS5. Congrats. Yeah, it's me, not got crossplay. Me too. I'm on, I'm on PS5 on the Avengers as well. Shush. Wow. <laughs> if Spider-Man comes out, 
if Spider-Man comes out for PS5 and he feels as good to swing as Hawkeye does, I'll be very disappointed because Hawkeye swinging is rough in that game. Oh, and okay. so yeah. that's, the worry. that's the worry. That's the worry. I've got on I've, I've got on Xbox as well, but I mainly play it on uh, I mainly play it on PlayStation. Ooh, but. now the level rise as well. Yeah, there's no way you're going back on Xbox. I will. No, I'm maybe playing for Hayley. a character. I am. I'm playing it with Haley. I play it with Haley, so that's when I'll play. I play when Haley wants to play that game. I can jump on and play it with her. So, mm, if only it was Anthem, you'd be max level by now. Dude, don't don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. Uh, Crash, what have you got to plug? Uh, uh, on YouTube, if you go and search up MC Fixer, there's a really cool YouTube page. You can subscribe and support the content on there. Okay. Great. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, you can follow me over at, at MC Fixer. Uh, what have I got to plug this week? Uh, I just put out my light strip review. Uh, the old ghetto light strips that are behind me. That review slash impression slash unboxing has just come out. Haley edited it. Go check it out. It's on my main channel. It's not doing great, but it's still content I want to be producing. Uh, the My Xbox and Me channel should have the Xbox headset review up this weekend. Fingers crossed, maybe, possibly, kind of. Uh, so if you have not subscribed, pull over your car, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I did see a bump last week in subscribers, just so we're aware. So please, even if you do not care about YouTube, but you have a YouTube account, youtube.com slash mcfixer and youtube.com slash my xbox and me go and hit the subscribe button it means a lot to us especially if you're someone who says oh i want to support you guys but I can't support financially totally understandable hitting the like button retweeting sharing commenting subscribing goes an absolute long way so keep supporting thank you all for watching and until next time i will love you leave you and see you all later goodbyes bye